Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. So we have a bye week. And with that comes essentially, you know, no news, especially when your bye week is in December. Um, it's wild to think the Eagles have played 13 games and they're finally getting a break here. But uh, which is, by the way, it goes into <laughs> this should be the NFL, the way they do these buys. It's absolutely insanity to me. I think there should just be. Two weeks through the year, two essentially universal buys. And what you can do is one week it's the AFC, the other week it's the NFC, because this whole, like, come on, it's December we're getting a bye week. I just just can't stand it. I mean, for one week a, a year you could have, there's 16 teams in each conference, you know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of games that could make up a slate for two weeks of the season. Um, all the television partners can be, you know, that uh, they'd be accommodated. It, to me, it's so wild. Because think about all the games that are on that are not national. You know what I mean? It's just regional coverage. So it's like now you get to expose some more teams. Maybe they get to play national games. It's I wish they would do that. It only makes sense. Um, I know, you know, the fantasy owners out there would love it. I mean, I know the betting people may not love it so much because that's just half a slate less of games. But to me, it's the best solution to this thing because it's just so idiotic to have a bye in December. And on top of that, it's also idiotic that the Eagles are going to be playing the Washington football team here twice in three weeks. It's very idiotic. In fact, listen, this NFL scheduling thing, they act like it's freaking rocket science, but it's really not. I mean, you should be playing division games. You know, I think every division game should be played. At least you should play every team at least once in the first, let's just go nine weeks, right? Because that's half the season now. And the other three in the second half. Because, I mean, now it's like, okay, it's it's essentially a war of attrition. I mean, because let's be honest here, the Eagles probably could, uh, they would have been in a more advantageous spot to beat Washington in October. Heck, I mean, that's just, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, it could have been this, the other way around when last year when we were beat up playing a team, but now you're getting them twice in three weeks. So it's like, essentially the team you're playing, it's like, if you have a major injury, let's just use the example of this. The Saints, right? They were playing without Kamara. Now, just imagine if they had to play a division game where they're trying to make the playoffs, and they are, and it's a team they're competing with two and three weeks, and they're not going to play without their best player because, you know, he has a three-week injury. Heck, guess who else has a three, a two- to four-week injury right now? Jalen Hurts. It's a high ankle sprain, Jay Glazer reported, and here we are seeing if he could play, and, you know, we're lucky that we did have a bye week when this happened, but the point being here is, like, Washington, for instance, they're playing us twice and Dallas twice in these next four weeks. Does that make any sense to you? Does that sound fair? Because to me, it just sounds stupid. Plus, it's repetitive. You know what I mean? Like, the last thing you want to do is have teams playing each other almost back-to-back weeks. It's so dumb. I, I The NFL and their scheduling, it's just continues to be one of the stupidest and worst-run things in all of sports because it just makes no sense, and it's not that hard. Now, other news was that Rob Motti put out a tweet today that the Eagles may be trying to unload maybe potentially two of those first-round picks they have, not for a quarterback in a trade this year, but potentially to get first-round picks next year in the 2023 draft. And, you know, unless you live under a rock, what that tells you is that the Eagles are looking at quarterbacks coming out in that next draft, which is said to be much more advantageous if you wanted to get a quarterback in the 2023 draft, as you've 
probably become well aware here, this 2022 draft for quarterbacks doesn't stack up besides Kenny Pickett and maybe Matt Coral. I mean, at the very most or best, I mean, that that's kind of what it is in the first round. Now, again, I'm sure somebody's going to come out of the woodwork here and end up being pretty good. But in terms of high level scouting right now, it's Kenny Pickett, Matt Coral, and then there's everybody else. And listen, if there, it, when drafts become quarterback heavy, those picks get more value. Like the picks that just happened. Like there was five quarterbacks picked in the top 15 of this last draft. Those first round picks had more value than this first round because, again, you want teams to get desperate, go make trades for quarterbacks. It, it puts you in a position. And the Eagles also want to be in a position in case they need to pick a quarterback next year because, you know, hey, it is what it is right now. I, I mean, everybody thinks there's a quarterback controversy with the Eagles with Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts, which there absolutely is not. If you watch the All-22 and the game tape, and I watched the game pass, and Gardner Minshew, I thought, did everything that he was supposed to do out there. And he, listen, like, it sounds like you're taking a shot at Gardner Minshew for playing well. He did. He played very well. He did not turn the ball over. He diagnosed those defenses at the line of scrimmage. He knew where to go with the football prior to the snap. He did everything, especially from the mental part, extremely well. Now, did he underthrow Quez Watkins on a third and 19? That would have been a walk-in touchdown. Absolutely. Did he underthrow Goddard on the second touchdown? That could have been a problem. Absolutely. He underthrew Devontae Smith on the corner uh, on that deep shot that he threw. It was underthrown. He had the pass interference that really wasn't. It was an underthrow. So Gardner did underthrow the ball. And his arm strength clearly isn't what Jalen Hurts is. And that's supposed to be the knock on Jalen Hurts. But Gardner Minshew came in and he played to his strengths. And he you know, proved that he could be a backup quarterback absolutely 100% in the NFL. And he has a spot on the Eagles, definitely, for not just this season, but next season as well. Now, I do want to go over here for the bye week because, again, it's it's just it's a break in the action here. And generally, you do this around the middle of the year. You could do like a midseason review. Well, we only have, what, four games left? Yeah, four games. So uh, what we're going to do is I wanted to do a little bit of a stock up, stock down, essentially, you know, uh, with the Eagles. And not just the Eagles, but the coaches. And... I figured it'd be a good idea here because then you have something to at least look into in the last four weeks because this is what Jeffrey Lurie's doing. This is what Howie Roseman's doing. They're doing stock up, stock down. And I, I know they've already essentially handed out some extensions and answered some questions, but let's as a like as a fan base go over who's actually improved their stock with the Eagles this year and who hasn't. And when you think about it in that, you know, I know that's really uh, you know, a very micro way to look at it, but Again, it's also the proper way to look at it because we're going to be looking towards who's going to be a part of this team next season. Now, before I do jump into the stock in or stock up, stock in, stock up, stock down, I do have a quick word here from Anchor. All right, so let's go over the coaches first. So stock up, stock uh, stock down. Let's start with the head coach, Nick Sirianni. So Nick Sirianni, I would tell you, I I actually, this one might be the one where you're like stock in the middle because what he did the first couple weeks of the season was absolutely egregious. What he's turned this team into in terms of the offense has been more impressive. So I, I you know, I actually, when you think about it, because, hey, first time head coach, all that, stock up right now for Nick, I would say for Nick Sirianni. I would say that he has improved from what he was earlier in the year. And that's all you could ask for, especially for a first-time head coach. You want to see growth. And it looks like he is demonstrating some growth. There are some, obviously, some mishaps that still happen in these games. But I would say stock up for Nick Sirianni. Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. 
Well, again, I mean, you don't know how much Shane Steichen plays a part of this, but I, I again, the offense has gotten better than, especially than it was last year. So I would say stock up. Now, JG, right? Jonathan Gannon. I don't think there could be a further stock down on a on a coach. Like he is the most stock down person in the entire Eagles organization. I mean this. He is legitimately the most stock down coach maybe of the last 10 years. He is unbelievably the worst defensive coordinator I could recall in the last 10 years with the Eagles. And I go, that's Jim Schwartz. I mean, Todd Bowles was here and he was set records. But, you know, I had to hear Ruben Frank on Twitter. I, I like, I, th- th- this is what he wrote. Somebody said about all oh, the points per game. He actually had the audacity to write, he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach, Jonathan Gannon. No, what Jonathan Gannon is this. When his back gets pushed against the wall, he starts calling some defense, right? You know what I mean? He actually shows, he has the ability to call good defense. He does. He, he demonstrates it once in a while. But his pattern of falling into his soft, vanilla, beat me with any type of decent quarterback zone is the reason I can never, ever fully trust him. If Zach Wilson had played in the NFL for two seasons, the Jets would have scored 40 points. That's the truth. Like, he got a benefit of playing a rookie quarterback. And people want to say he's a good coach when any quarterback that's adequate has literally had an 80% plus completion percentage against us. And legitimately, their punter was not a member of the—didn't need to be, a, like, active. They could have deactivated their punters, all these teams in these games. Like, think about it. There was games this season, twice, twice, where the punter did not come on the field. Kansas City and the Chargers. They did not punt the football against the Eagles. And we're supposed to sit here and say, JG is a good coach, please. He absolutely sucks. Stock down to the crust of the earth. Now, let's start with, let's start with, how about this? Let's start with the defense. Let's go through the defensive players. We just talked about the defensive coordinator who couldn't be more stocked down. Let's go with the defense. So we'll start with Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat, there's an interesting stat. What is it? Win rate. These stats. Uh, Win rate. He is like 25% of the time he's winning, I guess, right? I don't know what that even means. I guess it's like forcing them off their spot, getting whatever. But the other two guys in the class with him there were Garrett and Watt. Those guys have over double digit sacks. Josh Sweat has five. Listen, I get it. These stats, I mean, we can make stats look good for anybody. Has Josh Sweat had a good season this year? No. Has Josh Sweat been put in positions to have a good year this year by this coaching staff? Absolutely not. That I totally agree with. But to sit here and say stock up for Josh Sweat would be a lie. I would say this to you. Josh Sweat's stock incrementally down, but I do think Josh Sweat could figure this out. So I'm not fully blaming this so much on Josh Sweat. I do think that the scheme has not been advantageous to the abilities that he has. So I do think his his stock is a little down because JG has forced his stock to be a little bit down. Next, Derek Barnett, stock way down. I mean, he's not going to be on this team next year. Uh, he was a $10 million a year player this year. He was a first round pick. And obviously the Derek Barnett um, experiment has not worked for the Eagles. He is stock way down. Uh, Fletcher Cox, I'd say to me, it's, it's, it's slightly stocked down because he's just not the all pro player that he was a couple years ago. I think he's still really good. That's the problem. Like Derek or Fletcher Cox is still really good. He's still probably our best D lineman. I know that blows people's minds, but I, I, but to sit here and say that his stock would be up would be a lie because again, he was playing at an all pro level. So 
If he's not playing at an all-pro level, then clearly his stock is a little down. Javon Hargrave, I would say stock up. Absolutely, especially the first six weeks of the year. I mean, this guy was all pro. I mean, really, he was stock super up. He was like the most stock up player maybe on the whole team. Obviously, he has kind of went, I don't want to say invisible here so much, but obviously Javon Hargrave has not been the game wrecker that he was the first couple weeks of the season, but I would still say stock up for Javon Hargrave. Uh, Milton Williams, uh, I not enough, right? I mean, I, I would say for a third round pick, I, I think Milton Williams has shown enough where he was picked in the third round that you think he might actually end up being a contributor. So I guess stock up. Um, TJ Edwards, stock way up. Because TJ Edwards was not supposed to be the middle linebacker. It was supposed to be Eric Wilson. And he's played really well. And our run defense has obviously improved since he was inserted in the lineup. Stock up. Alex Singleton. Well, it's stock down for Alex Singleton because he was benched. Now, was he benched fairly? I think that's crap. What happened to him? I think it's BS. And it, it blows my mind. He was benched, but guys like Jalen Rager aren't. Um, but Alex Singleton's always around the football as a player. To me, he's done exactly what I thought he would do this season. Now the guy who replaced him, Davion Taylor, I would say stock slightly up. He showed a lot of promise when he was out there, but he also showed that he is still uh, essentially a complete rookie in terms of football knowledge, which isn't good for a guy that's going to be now entering year three and his problem of getting hurt keeps popping up here. So I would say stock slightly up since he actually contributed this year, but again, nowhere near what you would expect it to be since he was a project pick that the Eagles picked in the third round last year with the goal that he was going to be a steal. Now, uh, to the corners, Darius Slay, stock way up. He's going to be an all-pro this year. I told everybody when we acquired him, um, best cornerback we've had in 10 years. That's obviously insanely true. And, you know, we don't give enough credit to, uh, hey, listen, the Eagles were going to sign Byron Jones. Remember that guy, the the Cowboys ex-corner? And we got Slay for a third and a five from Detroit. I mean, listen, we like to be critical of Roseman, as we should, because he's done some dumb things, but that was a fantastic trade. Uh, Steven Nelson, stock down, because Steven Nelson, to me, you would hope would have been more solid. And, and again, I know he had the pick against Carolina, but he's now become the bogey on this uh, defense where that's who the opposing quarterback's going at. They're having success to it. So Steven Nelson has not played to the exact level you hope for. It's not like he's been brutal or anything like that, but I would say stock slightly down on Steven Nelson. Um, Avante Maddox, slock, er, slock, stock way up because as a slot corner, he's excelled. I think Pro Football Focus had him and Slay as top 15 corners this year. Slay in the top five. Nelson 14th overall for the league. And Maddox has played really well. He's been a, a made plays in terms of tackling out there. Uh, I think, of any again, outside of the one game where he did have a little bit of an injury problem, he has stayed relatively healthy this year. I think it was the Saints game, yeah, where he had to come off. But Avante Maddox, stock up. Uh, Rodney McLeod. I'd say stock slightly down. Now, again, he's coming off a major injury, but Rodney McLeod has not had the impact plays this season that you'd kind of come to expect. But again, he was coming off a torn ACL, had no preseason, kind of got thrown in there in game, what was it, three. So uh, yeah, I mean, not terrible for what you were expecting. Because remember, when you get hurt, focusing on getting healthy, not better. So Rodney McLeod, even though it's not been a great season for him, he hasn't been a disaster or anything on the field. Um, Anthony Harris stocked down. I, I thought we all thought Anthony Harris would have a much bigger impact this year. I mean, two years ago, he like led almost the NFL, I believe, in interceptions. And uh, this year, it's just, again, Anthony Harris has lost out there in terms of the defense a lot of times. Um, again, the, the Marcus Epps, who's next, stock up because I think Marcus Epps is better than him. I don't get why Marcus Epps is not playing over Anthony Harris. I've been calling that for weeks. Marcus Epps is a better athlete. He's made more plays. 
And the confidence in Marcus Epps should be there now, considering he was a project. We picked him up from Minnesota. He was going to be known as the guy Metcalf went over in the playoff game to seal that game for us. And guess what? Marcus Epps has improved as a football player since then. He's improved every game this year, I think. I would say stock up on Marcus Epps. Now, Kayvon Wallace, the other safety, the guy who was supposed to be, you know, here, I'd say stock down because he can't even get on the field on defense. Stock actually way down for him. I mean, he's now strictly a special teams player, and he's had some shots in defense, but he's just never stuck out. That's the problem with Kayvon Wallace. Um, we'll do specials quick, and then we'll do offense. Sipos, Aaron Sipos, the punter, I'd stay stock a little up. I mean, or actually not a little up, way up, because Jake Elliott's stock is through the roof right now, way up, and Aaron Sipos is a big part of that as well, and he's been an adequate punter. So special teams, obviously, those two kickers stock up. Now, let's go to the offensive side of the football, right? And, you know, let's just start start right at the top. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts stock, right? What, what would you put Jalen Hurts stock? So let's just go over, um, how about some of the stats for Jalen Hurts this year? So far this year, he's completing 60% of his passes, 2,435 yards. That's 260 a game. And, again, that number was way higher. He's not even been anywhere near 200 yards seemingly since, like, we decided to become a run-happy team. 13 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. That comes off a game where he had you know, zero touchdowns and three picks. Sacked 21 times, quarterback rating of 83.9. But also, Jalen Hurts has run for 695 yards this year. And that's a 5.7 average, and he has eight touchdowns running. So, he's, so his average game right now is 260 yards passing and 57 yards rushing. To me, stock up for Jalen Hurts. Because I have not lost confidence in Jalen Hurts growing. I've seen growth from Jalen Hurts this year. Is it what I exactly thought? I thought Jalen Hurts would have a better year. I, I put my hand up. I absolutely did. I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be one of the, the breakout players of the year this year. I'm not saying he can't still be that. Obviously, he can. He's a much better runner probably than everybody probably envisioned. He's a huge threat as a running quarterback. He's a lot more speed. But I thought his throwing would be better than it is. And again, he's still a work in progress. He's very young for his position, obviously. And... and to me, Jalen Hurts gives us the best chance to win in the next two years. So I'd say stock up for Jalen Hurts. And Gardner Minshew played one game, but, and his stock was up. So the quarterback position, stock up. Now, Miles Sanders, even though he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry this year, he has 578 yards. Uh, I'd say stock down for Miles Sanders because he continues to get hurt. As a player, he has been what you thought and hoped he would be, but his stock as a player has to be down because he can't stay on the field. Boston Scott, stock up. He's definitely exceeded expectations this year. He's averaging 4.7 yards a carry. Um, and he's played really well in terms of spelling Sanders when he finally got on the field. Jordan Howard, obviously stock way up for Jordan Howard. He has 274 yards rushing this year, 5.4 yards per carry. Um, he wasn't even used for the first seven games. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, I would say stock up for Kenny Gainwell. Fifth round pick, remember? I mean, he, he does have, believe it or not this year, uh, four touchdowns. And that's just rushing. So, I mean, really, Kenny Gainwell, four touchdowns rushing, one receiving. So, five touchdowns this year for a rookie fifth-round pick. Stock up. Now, let's go to the receivers, right? Let's start with Devontae Smith. Stock up, stock down. 700 yards is right now as a rookie. Uh, I would say stock up for Devontae Smith. I mean, I think he's going to get to 1,000 yards. These last couple games make you maybe weary of that, considering they're not throwing the ball as much. But stock up for Devontae Smith, 700 yards, four touchdowns. He's averaging 53 yards a game. Um, 
Then, you know, we'll throw the Titans in here as well, Dallas Goddard, because he's the number two guy really here. So what about Dallas Goddard? He's paid like an elite guy. And coming off this Jets game, stock way up for Dallas Goddard. Uh, he has best tight end in the NFL potential. I mean, his hand's got to be a little bit better. He's got to get a little bit better as a route runner, but he's great, great blocker, especially run blocker. I would say stock up for Dallas Goddard. Quez Watkins. So Quez Watkins is here, 491 yards. He's got... Uh, 31 catches on 46 targets. I mean, 15.8 average. He hit that home run against uh, the 49ers. Uh, I mean, was it didn't score, but he hit, went for 91 yards. The, he's still being, you know, pretty much known for that drop that he had against the, the Broncos there. I mean, that would have been his only touchdown. But I would say stock up on Quez Watkins, sixth round pick. You know, coming into this year, I mean, we were hoping somebody would take the leap, and it looks like it was Quez Watkins. And I think Quez Watkins has earned a role on this team. I think Quez Watkins is a little undervalued. I definitely think he should be on the field. I think if your receivers are Devontae Smith, a good number two, Dallas Goddard, and Quez Watkins, you're, you're doing pretty damn well at the wide receiver position. Now, uh, the other wide receiver there, Jalen Rager, stock, he's down there just slightly above Jonathan Gannon. His stock is just completely deteriorated. I mean, really, first-round pick, you know, I told he was going to be a good punt returner. Well, he's a terrible punt returner, he's a horrible kick returner, and he's an awful wide receiver. I, again, I, I, the Giants game is just so unacceptable. I mean, those two catch, those two plays, not tracking the football on the deep ball and dropping the gimme touchdown that would have won that game. And again, that might be a play that keeps the Eagles out of the playoffs. So yeah, is it really important? It is really important. So stock absolutely almost to the crust of the earth. He's right there with JG, stock down. Uh, let's just go, how about Greg Ward, right? Greg Ward, stock way down, because Greg Ward was supposed to be our sure-handed guy, and he's actually dropped two touchdowns this year, which is a disappointment. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, uh, stock's up for J.J. because his stock was so into the earth himself that he's actually caught the balls thrown to him this year, and he's turned himself into essentially a tight end, um, as a blocker, so I'd say stock up for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And then, you know, Jack Stoll and Tyree Jackson, there's not enough data on them, really. Jack Stoll has blocked adequately, I'd say, stock. So stock up for an undrafted player. And Tyree Jackson, I mean, he hope is stock up. If he gets the chance, maybe we could throw him the football and we can learn something. But um, I would sit there and go now to the offensive line. Uh, Jordan Mailata, stock way up. Obviously, he's been paid to be our left tackle of the future. His stock is way up. Andre Dillard, I would say stock slightly up because I think a lot of people had ruled him out and he showed now that at least he can adequately play left tackle if needed to. Um, is he as good as my lot? Of course not. But those two, I would say stock up. Uh, Isaac Ciamalo got hurt, so stock down. Uh, Landon Dickerson, stock way up. He's improved drastically from the second game of the year. Uh, go figure, right? Guy didn't have a preseason, was coming off a major injury and a rookie. He got kind of thrown to the to the wolves here, and now he's starting to flourish, and we're starting to see that our left side might be strong side. You know how it used to be Brooks and Johnson? Now it's going to be Mylotta and Dickerson on the other side, which is you, know, you can't do much better with that as your left tackle and left guard, and they're both obviously incredibly young. So, I mean, the Eagles have something there for the next 10 years. Uh, Jason Kelsey, stock up, obviously. I mean, he's had a better year this year, especially snapping the football. And now he's dealing with a couple injuries, which isn't good, but I would say stock up for Kelsey. Brandon Brooks stock insanely down, can't stay healthy. Brandon Brooks is obviously could be the best guard in football, but hey, you're only the best guard in football if you could play football, and Brandon Brooks has not been able to stay healthy this season. So I would say stock down for Brandon Brooks. Jack Driscoll, stock way up. Showed he could play right tackle and guard. He has versatility. 
stock insanely up for Jack Driscoll. But again, I'd also question you on his health because he continues to get hurt again twice this year, and now he's out for the season. Talent stock up, injury is a stock down, which is a concern. Uh, Nate Herbig, outside of him snapping the football, I would, and again, I know he's not having having the opportunities to play as much as he did last year. The two holding calls against the Giants weren't good, but I mean, when he's out there and he's not holding, he's actually a pretty good blocker. So I'd say stock really kind of maybe slightly down on Nate Herbig because, you know, you want to see more confidence from him, especially when he has to snap the football and he's had to do so this year. But I, I would say slight or stock slightly down on Nate Herbig. Now, Lane Johnson, Stock, obviously, is is up because we saw when Jordan Mailata went over there, it ain't the same. Uh, we need Lane Johnson, and thank goodness his, you know, the mental pro or not, I don't know how to describe it. it, was a mental battle that he had earlier in this year. It's not a problem, but, I mean, he, has a, he had a mental battle where he had to miss a couple games. It looks like that's been resolved, thank goodness, because we need him. And I would say Lane Johnson, stock up. So right there is what you got to do. You, I mean, this is what the Eagles staff does, and they don't do it to that level. I mean, they do a much deeper evaluation. That's what the front office is supposed to do in terms of guys you want to keep on this team next year. And I think they have a bunch. The good thing about their offense is it's all drafted players, if you noticed. All of their starters are people they drafted. Jalen Hurts was a draft pick. Miles Sanders was a draft pick. You know, Boston Scott was an undrafted free agent. Um, Kenny Gainwell, draft pick. I know Jordan Howard was a free agent, but... Uh, I look at the, he's not a really the starter, obviously, but the wide receivers, Devontae Smith draft pick, Jalen Rager is much of a disappointment as he's been as a draft pick. Quez Watkins was a draft pick. You know, Greg Ward, undrafted. Uh JJ Arthur Whiteside, draft pick. Dallas Goddard, draft pick. Jack Stoll, undrafted, you know. Tyree Jackson, undrafted. Jordan Mailata, draft pick. Andre Dillard, draft pick. Landon Dickerson, Isaac Ciamalo, draft pick, draft pick. Jason Kelsey, draft pick. Jack Driscoll, draft pick. Brandon Brooks was a free agent, but uh, he's literally the only one who starts if he's going to be back to start, but Lane Johnson, draft pick. Dallas Goddard, obviously, like I, said, I don't know if I said him, I think I did before, draft pick. But everybody on their offense that starts right now is draft pick or was an undrafted player. So, I, hey, that's a, that's a positive. Doesn't mean you can't go and sign a wide receiver in the offseason, which would be ideal because if you're going to trade a couple of those draft picks to the 2023 draft. Now we got to really fix, like I said, got to fix wide receiver and you got to fix the end in this draft. That's the two most crucial things they have to fix. And they're trying to fix corner with all these guys they've traded for. So we'll, we'll end up seeing what happens. You know, the Eagles obviously don't play this week. Washington and Dallas do. That's a game, obviously, we're going to be very interested in. The Eagles are half a game out. The Steelers, or the Steelers, the Steelers play the Vikings tonight. Love to see them win. I mean, San Francisco losing to Seattle last week was a gift. So, hey, it's it's still there for the Eagles to make the playoffs. And I know people think it's crazy. Oh, it's not, what, what's the point of making it if you're just going to get run out of the building? Listen, I, I oh, it doesn't translate to next year. This is a team I just told you was built on draft picks. They're a very young team. We have a very young coach. Getting in the playoffs helps growth. Yes, I want to get to the playoffs and anything then can... I know you'll sit there and say anything can happen. I told you two weeks ago, if you can't beat the Giants in the Meadowlands, you ain't beating the Rams, you ain't beating the Packers, and that still holds true. They have four weeks to figure this out. But they can't win these games by the skin of their teeth. They're going to have to show something or, you know what I mean? Like, we were winning those games a couple years ago by the skin of our teeth to get in, and then we got in, and we played the Seahawks close, but again, we just our offense fell apart because the quarterback got hurt. You don't want to just get in to get embarrassed. You, like, you want to get in to do damage. So they have four games to figure it out. 
Be back on Thursday next week. We'll preview, obviously, what's going to be a massive game with Washington. We'll have an update on Hurts. Hopefully, he's good to go. Because he is, by the way, still quarterback one. I know people are trying to invent the quarterback controversy that doesn't exist because Gardner Minshew came in and did his job against a very, very undermanned, very poorly, you know, talent-wise in terms of what the, the Jets are. They're just not a good team. It is what it is. But Jalen Hurts is quarterback one. I'm looking forward to it. Enjoy football this week. It's nice to get a break here and not be stressed out. But again, it's also December, which sucks for having your bye. So I want everybody to uh, enjoy watching Dallas and Washington and, and watch that game thoroughly because, again, that's that's it. We're, Washington is – there's two of our next three games is Washington. You know what I mean? We're going to learn a lot about the Eagles, and that's the team we're going to have to – if we're going to make the playoffs, that's the team that's in the way right now. They are the number one team in the way, and we have two shots at them here in three weeks. If we can win both those games, the Eagles are absolutely 100% going to be a playoff team. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go.